Hi there. I'm Other Miguel Magusto. Welcome to our podcast. The following podcast contains spoilers for Coraline. You have been warned. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Other Glenn. Along with your host, Miguel. Other. other Miguel Magusto. I almost slipped. You almost would have slit my neck or something like that. Yeah. We've done something crazy. Can't you see we just want to love you? Forever and always. Forever and always. How you doing, Glenn? It's been a while. I don't know. My eyes hurt from all that right there. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't a fan. You weren't a fan. I don't, I don't like being evil. I like being an asshole. I just don't like being evil. It's the, there's I a understand difference. There's that. a fine line. There is a um, fine line. I am. I'm doing good. There's something that I acquired in my life that I. Yeah. I. I am one of those people who hate people who celebrate things early. Especially since we're in the month of September, <laughs> as we're speaking right now. <laughs> Uh, doing a Spooktoberfest. Yeah. But uh, I got this little device because it was it was nice. I liked it, and I'm a big I fan of it. I can't see what it you is. You can't see it, but you'll be aroused when you see it uh, oh. when you edit. it. Oh, my God. I yeah. got this little shindig. Wow. And I, was like, I love it's so I'm, big and throbbing. It, it actually is. Maybe not the throbbing part. Maybe if I <laughs> shake it a little, it might might throb. Oh. But I got a little headless horseman statue that... Oh, what's that? It 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 also shines... The little pumpkin it, 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 it so i'm gonna put it i'm gonna put it back here i'm very i'm a little upset that it's all gold mm-hmm. but you know it is what it is <laughs> yeah let me put it in a nice little special spot here yeah that'll work <laughs> maybe you guys can see it you barely see it it's like a little like i don't even know what direction i'm pointing congratulations other than that <laughs> i'm pretty swell uh as you know mike i am a slut for fall and those yeah. sweaters, <laughs> I bought some sweaters, and I am, uh, what can I tell you other than the slut is coming out? Oh. Right out of there. It's like oh. a little, it's like a little horror movie. Oh, yeah. Oh. But uh, I watched, I didn't go crazy for the little break that we had. I only watched a few, mm-hmm. uh, less, less than a handful. But a handful's enough if yeah. you ask certain amounts of people. Yeah. And I'll get into that. I'm going to tell you. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Because most of them <laughs> I saw with you. Uh, to kick it off, we did see The Nun 2 together. I'm pretty sure, uh, am I correct in saying that was after we uh, took a break? Uh, yeah, it was definitely after. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was after. Uh, so to kick off Spooktober, I'm just starting off with telling you about a movie that I can't tell you about because the review is up on the YouTube. <laughs> uh, go go check that out if you want. Maybe we had some things to say about it. I watched the first one and didn't even know it. We talked about that a little bit. Um, so we saw that together. That is up on the YouTube. Then I went into a comedy special. Um, this guy had been around for a while, and he's been genuinely really funny. Um, so finally, 
uh, I'm watching one of his stand-up specials um, that just came out on Netflix, and that is uh, Shane Gillis with his special Beautiful Dogs. Um, I think he's kind of a uh, kind of a breath of fresh air as far as comedy goes, because as far as as far as it goes, obviously, you know, he's a lot of things have not him specifically, but um, a lot of things have been like cancel culture and like you say one wrong joke and like everybody gets upset spaghetti about it. <laughs> um, Italians are probably picketing me right now as soon as I said that. Did you yeah. upset these spaghetti? No. <laughs> you have to. Bye bye, audience that we had overseas. Um, but he's his comedy is refreshing for like somebody like me because it sounds like. As far as like his jokes go, it's like just one of the guys just joking around. Like you know mm-hmm. that he's joking, and it's fine. It's not cancelable in your little group. So his his type of comedy is funny because it's just something you would hear in like a Discord call or something like that. So like that was genuinely it was really fucking funny, and just like it's like taking soft jabs at Republicans, but he's like, yeah, I'm probably gonna end up being one. But also, <laughs> fuck those guys, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just really funny. Um, so I recommended that to a bunch of my friends. Uh, I would recommend that to you if you really wanted to. Uh, maybe one day down the line. I, he seems a little too bro-y for me. Yeah. Um, like, I, I, I have no problem with the guy. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's from Philly, so he automatically gets points in my book for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't but seem like my cup of tea, he's, but who knows? He's definitely not for everybody. Um, yeah. But... You know, for somebody like me, he was really great. Yeah. Uh, after that, we watched a Haunting in Venice together, which mm-hmm. that is also up on the YouTube. Congratulations. Go check that out. Yes. And then last, I watched Coraline, which we shall get into in moments. But Mike. Yes. Dar, tell me what you got into, Deborah. I got a lot. I'm going to try to go through them as fast as possible. <laughs> Understandable. I have 19 in the 20 days we haven't since we Ooh. last recorded. So. There's that first one uh, being Polite Society, a little indie movie that went to Sundance this year uh, about this. Uh, I believe she's uh, a British girl of Indian heritage, either that or Pakistani heritage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, uh, either way, her sister is she she wants to be a stunt woman and her sister is kind of giving up her dream of being an artist in order to be part of an arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's just kind of her trying to save her sister from that. Uh, but done in like a, a heist style, like an Ocean's Eleven kind of thing. It's it's really entertaining. I highly suggest people check that out. We Polite did have it for a little bit. I did want to check it out, but never yeah, got around to it. Polite Society. I highly suggest people check that out. Uh, then I saw The Equalizer 3. Uh, that was a week that you just wanted a break. You wanted to do nothing. I just wanted uh, to be a potato. Yeah, so I saw The Equalizer 3. Uh, pretty good as far as, you know, The Equalizer trilogy goes. It's I don't think anything will top the first one. But mm-hmm. this one was solid. Uh, Denzel Washington is is great as usual. Uh, the Equalizer movies are like the, the the John Wick movies. I want there to be some suspense, but yeah. the Equalizer movies, I just want him to kick everyone's ass, no matter what, with no <laughs> no no uh, you know inconvenience or anything. Just because yeah. like in John Wick, they're all gangsters being like trying to kill John Wick. In mm-hmm. the Equalizer. They're like terrorizing small communities, so they're like really bad people. Yeah, uh, and and you're just like just fuck them up. I don't even care about <laughs> suspense. Just kill them. Just get it over with, man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it's a really um, really good movie. Uh, you know, if you like an action movie like that, I highly suggest it. Uh, then that same night, I watched the indie movie called Bottoms. 
which is these uh, two, uh, um, they're either bisexual or lesbian students uh, hmm. in a high school who start a fight club in order to get laid. Oh, uh, yeah. it's 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 really funny. And uh, Marshawn Lynch, uh, uh, you know, football player, running yep. back, Marshawn Lynch is in it. He's hilarious. Um, it's a really funny movie. I highly suggest people check it out. Uh, then I watched my own movie, Eugene versus Humanity, which is available on our YouTube channel if you want to check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, w- I just watch it to give us the view. If I'm completely honest, I've seen it so many times, yeah. I don't need to rewatch it. Editing um, it for you, and then just me casually watching it yeah. combined <laughs> is more than anybody needs to watch it. But yeah. you should watch it anyway. You should watch it. <laughs> then I watched uh, an uh, coll- a movie in my Ingmar Bergman collection, Persona. I was really excited to watch this one, and I did really like it. But because mm-hmm. of the hype, people and myself gave it. Yeah. I didn't love it as much as I wanted to. Uh, still a solid film, uh, but you know I had unrealistic expectations. I acknowledge that. Maybe <laughs> years from now I'll rewatch it and, and appreciate it more. But at, at least you admit it. Yeah, you know sometimes it happens. You 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 hype this movie up in your head for so long, and then you see it, and nothing could ever yeah get to that. Uh, then I rewatched a movie called Be Kind Rewind with, uh, uh, I believe his name now is Yasin Bey. At the time, he was known as Moe's Deaf mm-hmm. um, and Jack Black, where they uh, are running Danny Glover's video rental shop while he's away and accidentally erase all the movies. So they start making their own versions of those movies. Uh, and it's one of the movies that you know I really liked as a kid because it reminded me of me and my friends making movies. I was going to say, and, you had definitely seen that before, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a rewatch. Yeah. It was a rewatch. Uh, I watched it three times in theaters when it came out. So, oh, damn. I uh, highly suggest people check that out. Then we watched The Nun 2. Oh, no, sorry. I watched The Nun in preparation for The Nun 2. Yeah. Uh, and I know you did as well. I don't know if you said that. but I, I kind of did. Yeah. Uh, really bad, but some hilarious things that are not meant to be hilarious. Um, some some pretty decent visuals, but other yeah, than that, yes, yeah. very Visual, much. <laughs> Visuals-wise, it's very, very good. The mm-hmm. story is campy. Things that happen in it are super funny uh, that aren't supposed to be funny, but they just are. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's that. Then I saw a, a British movie called Kess, which is about a, a boy uh, who is learning how to train a falcon. Um and it's uh, from the 1960s, so you can imagine that it has a super happy ending and nothing at all bad happens to the Falcon. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> so it's kind of like Old Yeller, but with Falcons, if, mm-hmm. if that. That's the best way I could describe it. It's a little different. It's not as, you know, Disney, Disney-fied as, as Old Yeller is, but it's a similar, you know, coming-of-age story. Uh, then I watched The Nun 2. Uh, got a review for that up on the YouTube, so you can check mm. that out. Then I watched a movie called The Apartment. Um, this is another one that was like really hyped up for me, and it just wasn't as good as... I wasn't hyped up for it, but other people were like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. And it's just like, it's fine. It's a good movie. Uh, but Which was The Apartment? The Apartment is from 1960. It's about this guy who lends his bosses uh, his apartment to have affairs in. Uh, oh. Which is, you know, pretty pretty um risque for a nineteen sixties film. Yeah. Uh and like it definitely happened, but on film, no, it didn't it did Yeah, nineteen sixty I think I think that was still the Hayes Code. Mm-hmm. Uh and so it's like it's like a comedy about that happening and, and all that. Um but also has some darker elements to it, which I did appreciate that. It just didn't live up to the hype. Again, not the film's fault. Just yeah. everyone who told me that it was one of the greatest movies ever made. 
Don't you love um, it? Yeah, I do. I, I do love it. And then, <laughs> uh, continuing my Ingmar Bergman collection, watched a movie called Thirst. I got to reread what this is because I've seen so many that I kind of forget what this is mm. uh, about. Um, okay. Travel back to Stockholm. Okay, yeah, I, I remember this. It's all right. It's fine. It's a romantic film kind of thing. Uh, yeah, that's not really your cup of Yeah, <laughs> cup, but it's, it's like Ingmar Bergman's. I was talking to our friend John Clark today mm-hmm. about Ingmar Bergman and how he was like era-appropriate misogynist. And by appropriate, I mean like no more misogynist than the rest of society at the time. Yeah. Uh, but also ridiculously feminist for the time. Like it, 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 he contradicts himself. Yeah, because he's like has his, has the husbands like abusing the wives and everything, but then they have discussions. Not necessarily in this movie, but he has discussions of like th- the right to an abortion and and <laughs> all that. So like the right to choose. So it's it's all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> with the, the feminism. Uh, I've it's just I noticed that because I've been watching so many Ingmar Bergman movies this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the thirst is it's fine. Ooh. I yeah, it's I, as good as a romance movie can be. Uh, and you can't even really call it romantic. They spend most of the time fighting. But yeah. I, I, I digress. Uh, then I watched a movie called Port of Call. I have to remind myself what this one is, dude. They all kind of start <laughs> blending together at this point. Well, especially when um, you watched almost 20 and 20 days. Yeah. Uh, so this one was about this, this girl who was, like, depressed because her mother was, like, overbearing and, and uh, um, somewhat emotionally abusive. Yeah, uh, and she meets a guy, and it's another romance. So again, not the cup I gave of this. I like this one more than Thirst, but yeah, there's that. Then mm-hmm. I watched the documentary about uh, Eagles center Jason Kelsey called Kelsey. Uh, I really like this documentary. Damn, you watched that already? Yeah, I watched it the first day it was out. <laughs> Didn't that just come out? <laughs> yeah, I watched it while uh, God. My, my boy was He's a fan. <laughs> what? He's Go a birds. real fan. Go birds. No, um, but yeah, you know, I can't promise people who aren't fans of the Eagles will like it as much as I did. But mm-hmm. regardless, it's a very well-made movie, especially like examining a, a athlete at the end of his career and everything. Um, so highly suggest people check that out. Did is he uh, even like officially? Not an is he officially retiring or is no, he still? No, they they were making it because he was thinking about retiring after last year, but then decided yeah. not to. Uh, so they kind of just changed it after he decided not to retire to just be about like the it's not about him retiring but it's about like him yeah the at the point where the he, end of his he, career yeah where like he has to decide if family is more important than football and he's still i'm sure he, if if you ask him family's still more important than football I mean, but he's, he's not at the point in football where it's going to really affect his family too much i think he um, was definitely planning on retiring once if they won this last super bowl oh yeah i think he, if he was going to go out on top he was going to go out on top but they didn't think, win the yeah. super bowl so um but his brother but, yeah. got it so that's, oh, that's nice but that's my favorite part of it like uh I, for for those of you who don't know my wife and i are, are expecting another child it's gonna be another boy hey, if, boys. if both my boys have half the relationship that travis and jason kelsey have mm-hmm. they will be good because Travis yeah. and Jason Kelsey have like th- the best brother rivalry relationship that you could possibly ask for, mm-hmm. uh, where like they love each other but they you know are competitive with each other and and yeah. it never is like like Jason was never just like oh man I wish he didn't win like he was happy for him yeah. but also like I I wish I won but I, you can be happy for your brother at the same time mm-hmm. um, so yeah that's Kelsey then I watched a, a an I- Icelandic movie. 
<laughs> from the director of Godland. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned oh, that before. I can't believe he said it out loud. <laughs> called A White White Day. Uh, this was a really cool movie. It, it's a, uh, essentially about this like this old cop in Iceland uh, mm-hmm. whose wife died, and he finds out that um, he, he she was having an affair. Uh, and so he kind of has like this mental breakdown and starts spiraling out of control and everything. Really cool same. movie. <laughs> same. Uh, yeah, that's a white, white day. Then I'll watch the haunting in Venice. Uh, we have a review for that up on the YouTube. Then I'll watch another Ingmar Bergman movie called cries and whispers. Uh, essentially just about this woman who's dying of cancer and her sister saying goodbye to her really mm-hmm. depressing stuff. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, so then I cheered up by, uh, watching my other movie called the plea. <laughs> which is a riot just kidding it's not yeah that that is up on youtube as well again just watching it to give us a view uh mm-hmm. but i i would appreciate it if people check that out um i, I think it's some really good people will like it i can't promise everyone will like it but some people will definitely like it uh my wife has said that it is uh, it reminds her of the movies i like which she means that it kind of feels artsy yeah I don't know. I don't know if it, I would call it artsy, but it, it's definitely my most abstract. It's It's been the most artsy, I think, of them all so far. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, but then I watched uh, Grave of Fireflies. Just, you know, one happy movie after the other. This one I've been curious about, and I do want to yeah. hear about it. So for, uh, anyone who listens to this podcast knows I'm not a huge fan of anime. Um, mm-hmm. It is 75% the animation style, not the art. The animation, yeah. the frame rate of it all, uh, because it's very jumpy, jittery. The, I, I again talking to John Clark. The best way I can describe it is it is the opposite of like watching frame blending on a TV. You know where it looks soap opera y, yeah, uh, and like it doesn't look natural. It's like the the movement. While I know that no animated film is natural, the movement in anime is less natural than most animated films, mm-hmm. um, which is it bothers me, and I that's a one hundred percent me problem. I, I admit that I'm not looking for anime to change itself because obviously they got a huge fan base and yeah. I'm just one person. So I couldn't care if if it changes or not. Uh, but people need to understand that when I say I'm not a fan of anime, it's not the stories. It's the animation style. Trust me. Uh, we've been trying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm still trying. I, I yeah. like no one told me to watch this. I just watched it on my own. Uh, this is by far my favorite anime that i've seen i gave it a four out of uh five would have given it five out of five if it weren't for the animation style uh yeah. but yeah it's a very happy film uh very yeah very happy for those of you who have seen it you know i'm i'm just joshing uh but yeah the grave of fireflies and then i watched Coraline, which we're gonna get into right now you probably think this world is a dream come true but you're wrong. You do like it here, don't you, Coraline? You could stay here forever. There's one tiny little thing we need to do. Black is traditional. <gasps> She's got this whole world where everything's better, but it's all a trap. You may come out when you've learned to be a loving daughter. From Henry Selick, the director of The Nightmare Before Christmas, comes a world of extraordinary imagination. Spooky secrets. Who are you? You're in terrible danger, girl. And daring discoveries. I still have to find my parents. To set them free. This year, when adventure comes knocking. (laughs) There are some doors that should never be opened. 
written for the screen and directed by Henry Selick. An adventurous 11-year-old girl finds another world that is a strangely idealized version of her frustrating home, but it has sinister secrets. Ooh. Ooh. Directed by Henry Selick, written by Henry Selick, based on the novel by, by Neil... Neil? Yeah, Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. Uh, starting Dakota Fan Starting. Starring Dakota Fanning, Terry uh, Hatcher, John Hodgman, Jennifer Saunders, Don French, Keith David, Robert Bailey Jr., and Ian McShane, and mm -hmm. others that are just small little bit parts. Uh, so I've been wanting to rewatch this for a while. This has been kind of having a resurgence on TikTok. A lot of people dissecting it, saying it's more terrifying than it seems. Uh, yeah. It's always been terrifying, so I don't know why they're saying more terrifying. I don't know. Terrifying <laughs> for an animated kids movie that is not yeah. like it's not. I'm not saying it's like Hellraiser or something, or The Shining or anything like that. Um, well, no. But yeah, I haven't seen it since it was in theaters, and I wanted to rewatch it, mm -hmm. and I, I am glad I did because uh, it's it's holds up still in my opinion. It is um, a hell of a way to kick off the Spooktober. It is, you know, a nice easing into it because it's not terribly terrifying because mm -hmm. it's a kids movie it is pg yes it is pg but it's still it's got that uh i, I don't want to say tim burton feel because uh henry Selick, as we all know directed a nightmare before christmas mm -hmm. so well most people don't know that <laughs> well yeah they should henry they Selick should. directed a nightmare before christmas tim burton just came up with the story and produced it mm -hmm. uh that's not to say that tim burton didn't contributed all to it but a lot of the things that people love about it give the man Henry his Selig. roses yes give him his roses he also did james and the giant peach mm -hmm. uh and others that i'm blanking on them bowman but yeah i really wanted to rewatch this have been wanting to rewatch it for a very long time um and i i i had a, a good time watching it again i think the only thing for me now is that uh the character of Coraline annoys me now she yeah. she didn't back then only in the beginning she gets better but like in the beginning she's like real sassy for oh, no I reason could, at all i could definitely understand as a parent for sure yeah. now why she would well i mean she's just mean to everyone and they, you're no, not 100%. showing any reason even uh, to uh why yeah like his name is Wyborn, and you're just like saying why are you born why are like, you born you, that's mean Coraline. It it's very not very rude. nice uh but i mean like I don't think I think that was done on purpose. I don't think you're supposed to necessarily like love her character at first. Yeah. Um, but it is a. I love the artistry in it. I love stop motion animation is my favorite kind of animation, uh, and it's just. It's a it's a a art style that keeps on giving. You see details you didn't see before, mm -hmm. pretty much every time you watch it, which is why it's big on TikTok right now because people are uh, pointing out all those details. Oh, it's so weird that Dakota Fanning's younger than me. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> My whole yeah. life, I thought she was older. <laughs> I'm getting old as shit, man. I can't stop it. <laughs> yeah, I actually watched this for the first time fully, I'll, I'll state. I, younger uh, life, I had a very terrible... Uh, sitting through things. I never just... I couldn't, I couldn't sit through things. Mm -hmm. I was just like, this is great. And then I dipped out. <laughs> um, mostly to go play video games or something in the other room. Of uh, so th I've seen multiple, multiple uh, uh, little little clips of this, little uh, sit downs, but I've never watched the full thing at your house, house sitting, the good old peanut butter. 
Uh, I sat with her and I, I loved her dearly, and I made sure we both watched this scary little movie during the nice summer heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and God, it was it was terrific. I, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. And then uh, watching it, I didn't even. Uh, is it Gaiman or is it Gaiman? I always thought it was Gaiman. I've heard Gaiman from people who have like interviewed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't heard him specifically um, say out. it, so I'm not a hundred percent sure. But um, uh, I believe it's Gaiman. But I, I had never, I had never known it was a book that he wrote that were like it was adapted from a book that he wrote. Obviously, yeah. his book's probably way darker. A lot of his books are pretty dark in comparison yeah I w- i'd be surprised if but it now wasn't. actually looking at the book cover i've seen this book a shit ton of times because <laughs> it's so abstract looking and I'm, it, it always haunted me mm-hmm. um but yeah knowing that it was one of the like adapted from his i always wanted to read the book but i never got around to it in the last two years obviously so i can't can't sit here and compare, which is a good thing because we get to actually talk about the movie now. Yeah. Um, it is it is a terrific movie. Um, I I wasn't always the biggest uh, fan of like stop animation <gasps> or stop motion animation. Oh, um, my, my boy! It's forgive it's, him. It's, it's for not, he knows not what he does. It's not like there was always respect there, but it was it was never my my cup of tea. Like like yeah. you were saying about how you and your animated movies. Um, no, yeah, I got, it's, I got it's that. A, it's the same. Well, yeah, explain to other people because they're going to be pissed at me for saying some shit my like apologies, that. My apologies, my um, apologies. It was, it was never my cup of tea, but I grew a lot of respect for it, especially uh, watching, um, you know, like Kubo and the Two Strings and, and, like, and then re-watching other stuff. Obviously, everybody loves, um, uh, Jesus, Nightmare, I almost said Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you got to love that, but... I grew a fondness, and this this is like a top tier. This is like a top tier stop motion. Uh, it's up there as far as it goes for me. Um, I don't know. Let's just get into it. Yeah. So uh, I, I was just looking. I want to get this since I have it pulled up already. Mm. This was nominated for Best Animated Feature of the Year. Uh, didn't Deserved. win because it was another year where the animated feature category was absolutely stacked. Uh, we have The Secret of the Kells, which is the same cartoon saloon, the same Irish company that does like Song of the Sea, Breadwinner, mm-hmm. uh, Wolf Walkers and everything. So, you know, that's good. Uh, Princess yeah. and the Frog, a return to 2D animation for Disney. Fantastic Mr. Fox, a Wes Anderson stop motion animation. And then the winner, of course, was Up. I think everyone can agree that that is probably one of the few times that Disney actually deserved to win. Yeah. Because uh, Up is a fantastic film. Um, so like it not winning doesn't really say much cause that's just a stacked, uh, mm. class of, in that category. Um, just the first 15 is IMDB working for you. It is just yeah, not it working is. for me right now. It's working for me. It keeps um, like, sorry. No, it's fine. This was released at like the height of the re- 3d resurgence. Um, and it is very apparent. The DVD that I own is actually like, you could watch it in 3d if you wanted to. Uh, but like the 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 style that they shot it in, you could tell that it was shot for 3D because you have things like coming at you, mm-hmm. um, and it's. I think that that is. I'm glad that they kind of stopped doing that because it's kind of distracting when you're not watching it in 3D. You're like, I mean, it's it's still cool shots and everything, but you're like, this is obviously meant to be 3D. Um, but I think. <laughs> if I remember correctly, because I did watch it in 3D, the the depth of 
everything in this, like the tunnel that she she uh, crawls down and everything. Oh, the three D really the helped. The tunnel part would be sick. Yeah, yeah, it, it would have been really really cool in three D. Um, so I, uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of three D, but I think stop motion animations are the one of the rare exceptions where like three D is actually really cool to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it's. You know, but it still holds up as 2D, which I think is important. Oh, yeah, uh, significantly. Because there's a lot of 3D movies that don't hold up. <laughs> Big time. I'm glad 2D. we're kind of out of the age where everything kind of had to be 3D. Yeah, yeah. My, my, I had a professor. Uh, they're not technically professors. They're just teachers in, in my college <laughs> that uh, uh, he, I had a, a friendly argument with him. Where he was just like, "Oh, 3D is the future. Every movie is going to be released in 3D." And I, I was like, "I was less than a year off of becoming or being a projectionist at yeah. that time." And I said, "That is not true." And he said, uh, "It's becoming easier to do." I was like, "That doesn't mean people want to spend five dollars more to go see 3D. That's what people yeah. don't seem to realize." And of course, I don't mean to brag, but I was correct. Mm. People don't want to pay five dollars extra just to see it in 3D. It's it's rare that movies are even released in IMAX 3D anymore. Yeah. Uh, which, like, IMAX was, like, the thing that was, like, oh, it's always going to be 3D. But people hate 3D. They they just do. Like, yes, it, I, it, it's more immersive for some people, but it really yeah. takes people out of it a lot. I never minded it, but I would always rather see the 2D if, if like, it, it was always kind of a time thing, too. I'm like, yeah. oh, well, I'd rather see this now. I didn't mind the... I don't mind that there's a, like a 3D option, but what I hated yeah. is when they would have like one 2D showing and then the rest yeah. 3D showings, because uh, that's, yeah, sh- that's just that's just shitty I business. Definitely business mind. In my I don't want to see 3D anymore. <laughs> no, me neither. I like anytime it's an IMAX movie that I want to see in IMAX. I'm like, I hope it's not 3D, uh, and usually it's not, which is cool. Um, <laughs> Big sweat off the brow. You're like, Phew. yeah. But I I love the story of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of course it's. Every kid at some point wishes that their life was different, yeah. uh, and it shows you that better or um, you know ideal isn't necessarily better because it's not yeah. real. Uh, with this, you know, she's fed, and of course, like the mom has like ulterior molder, motives and everything. Oh. Um, but it's it's I don't know. I I think it's just a really cool story for for kids to see. It's, uh, it's and I wish great. I was younger when I watched it. Yeah, it's it's great for I mean kids and adults because obviously you're getting the kids' point of view with Carol. Jesus, I made the mistake that every adult makes in this movie. Yeah, Coraline, which uh, <laughs> it shows my age. This damn movie. <laughs> um, it it shows you know how a kid acts and how um, what what they want is kind of like they always are pushing what they want constantly, and, and then it shows the parents' point of view and like listen. If you ever, first off, if you ever hear a parent say to you, I just don't have the time for you, that hurts so much more when you're older. At first, you're like, oh, you're just being a dick, dad. Mm. Now you're like, man, he was a dick. But also at the same time, now as an older person, I'm not a parent that I know of, dear God. As a as an older person, you're like, man, I, that, that would have drove me fucking nuts if that kid was up my ass like that. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean... As a parent, you kind of got to swallow that that pill a little bit. Can't just yeah. bite back so hard. I, I think the the difficult thing, and I'm sure like a lot of people now that work from home and also look after kids can understand this, is that yeah. they were trying to work while also having to look after her. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
where like I feel like it's different on the weekend when you have time, but like when you're yeah. trying to work, and it, this happened when um, my boy was a newborn. Like, <laughs> I would I would try to do work while Caitlin was napping, and uh, you know he w- would wake up from his nap and mm-hmm. like just start crying, and I would just get so frustrated. I'm like, and you kind of just have to like be like he, you know. Uh, the newborn is different from a, a kid that can more or less Banshee. take care of themselves. <laughs> Banshee, yeah. Uh, but, like, it's still, you just kind of have to, like, realize that they're not, they're kids. They haven't learned the, yeah. uh, I'm not talking about a newborn son, because obviously a newborn not going to know this. Kids are very selfish by nature, because mm-hmm. they haven't learned empathy yet, and you have to teach them empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but you, you need to teach them empathy by showing them empathy. That's that's how you teach it. That's what a lot of parents don't seem to get. Yeah. Um, and so, so I sympathize with the parents, and also to an extent, Coraline. I think now, maybe more so the parents. Yeah. Uh, just well, now you've just, you've breached that gap now. Now you're you're there. Yeah, it's like how now I, I side with uh, King Triton and the Little Mermaid. Yeah. Like, yeah, King Triton's 100% correct, girl. Mm-hmm. You, you are too young to be chasing after a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and selling your legs to the sea witch or your fins, to the, your voice to the sea witch, whatever she sells. I haven't voice. seen that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I know. It's, uh, but it's it's, you know, it's a complicated thing, you know, and I think a lot of, both parents and kids need to take a step back and uh, look at it from the other perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what, in a way, Coraline learns. Maybe not necessarily look at it from their perspective, but realize that even though she just moved from her home and her parents are ex- extremely busy, that they're just trying their best. Yeah. Um, and that these helicopter parents are just trying to kill you <laughs> yeah 100 percent um so yeah i, they, I think they just it's, want it's, your eyes too yeah it's a great family dynamic in this and, yeah and uh, i think they uh the details that they do to show the difference between the real world and the other world are great you know starting from that picture of the boy with the ice cream in in the ideal world the other yeah, world is, is the not fallen yeah the painting it's not fallen on the ground in the mm-hmm. real world, it is falling on the ground. Um, it's just a, it's so, filled with so many cool details like that. And I, I think that's There's what a I lot like. of great background details. Yeah, completely. that's what I like most about stop motion animation is that there's just so many details mm-hmm. uh, that you might otherwise miss. And I really, I understand why there's not more stop motion animation. And if there was as much stop motion animation as there was computer animation, it probably wouldn't be as enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really wish there was a little bit more stop motion animation. Yeah, it's very, very hard work. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just would not have... If I decided to to start my career path during this, I would probably quit almost immediately. I just do mm-hmm. not have the patience. But I love seeing it. I love seeing the hard work. Uh, especially a lot of these these little uh, little trivia's down here, the little the fun facts. There, there's they put some time into this son bitch, yeah. <laughs> the time and commitment. There was a lot of set pieces, a lot of design choices, a lot of sweaters, a lot of you know all the stuff. They they worked their ass off. It really shows just throughout the whole thing. Um, my favorite little tidbit is the fact that it is gaming. By the way, I looked it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were right again. That's I'm twice. You right. beat a That's teacher and me. 
Yeah. Um, I don't even remember what teacher it was because I just shamed him so hard. Yeah, how dare. Um, uh, one of the tidbits that I really like is that this is like Gaiman's like, uh, like favorite film that has been adapted from any of his books. This is, this is one of his, 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 his close to his heart. Mm-hmm. Shall I say? Not his words; they're just mine. Um, so that's that's really cool to see, and uh, I mean, it just really makes me uh, want to read the book more to see how much different they are, and to where they, although it's different, it still like holds such a place in his his little uh, shelf, shall we say? That he's like, yeah, fuck yeah, this is the best one yet, and yeah. <laughs> I'm curious what the other ones are like if that this one's the highest. Although that I I don't know why I just said that because this is one of the the best fucking uh, stop motions that I've yeah. ever seen. Uh, well, there's Beowulf. Well, I don't know if Beowulf is based on his his work, but uh, Stardust, um, which Stardust is actually pretty good. But I don't again don't know it compared to the uh, the, uh, the the John the 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 thing. He did Beowulf. Uh, well, he wrote it. I don't know if he wrote the script or. or mm. Yeah, he wrote the screenplay, so that doesn't count. But uh, Stardust is based on his novel. Uh, that's pretty good. Um, I read American Gods. I didn't watch that show yet. Yeah, I hear it's good. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, I, I want to know, obviously. Yeah. I, I don't know enough of his, of his stuff. But, you know, that's high praise coming from the author. That, that um, is, that is. Yeah. Uh, another little thing that I, I really... This is actually something I learned from TikTok before I actually even watched the movie. Um, which is something I always hate saying so much, but, um, on the cake, when, uh, Coraline first goes to, uh, the other world mm-hmm. on the cake, it says that, uh, like the welcome, it says welcome home on the cake, but the O has one loop on it. And that means like they're telling the truth. If, the, if an O has one loop, they're telling the truth about that thing. If the O has two loops, that means they're lying. So the the welcome has one loop, and then home has two loops, saying that you know welcome is true, but she's not actually home. And yeah. I thought that's like that's a, that's such a huge little like detail that's so cool to look back on. Like yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna fucking see that ever just on your first glance, unless you no. are some like a cursive professional. You're like, are they lying about this? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's so many random details in this movie that are so cool. Yeah. Uh, but that, that one's by far my favorite. Um, just, just kind of like kind of sinking into your skin more knowing right from the bat that they, they were planning this. The, I mean, obviously they were planning it the whole time, but like right from the get go, like it's, in the details, it's in the background, it's in the workings yeah. of, I'm going to get you, girl. I'm going to get you good. <laughs> well, I mean, the entire intro is, is uh, obviously, we don't know that it's her hands at first, mm-hmm. uh, but, like, the needle hands, you see the needle hands creating the Coraline doll, mm-hmm. and then you find out later that the, the, the doll is what's kind of been spying on her in order to see what they should make their, their world, the other world, like, to yeah. trap her there. And... Uh, then of course it's revealed that other mother is actually like this needle spider or whatever you want to call her. Yeah, uh, like an insect kind of yeah, type and thing. That, it was her that made the doll, I, and but the, it's never outright said that she made the doll. You know, just you see the hands, mm-hmm. and eventually it's it's brought up, and it's just it's it's it doesn't treat its audience like idiots like a lot of Disney movies do. Yeah. Um, like it, it respects the intelligence of a child. Uh, regardless 
of, you know, the film being made for a child, which I feel like a lot of kids movies should do more because mm-hmm. there's so many kids movies that just spell things out for the kids that doesn't like it doesn't teach them critical thought at all. Um, and, and this one does a lot. There's a lot of, like a lot of imagery and everything. Um, yeah. And it's it's just such a well crafted film from top to bottom uh the and another thing that is is cool is that like the the house that they're in feels proportional to what the house would be for like a little kid yeah because in in a lot of live action movies they're building sets and they don't really have ceilings so like it feels much bigger than the Mm -hmm. house actually would a lot of james wan movies i love james wan but a lot of his movies like Especially like malignant, that the outside of the house is tiny, and then you go inside and it's huge. Yeah, and it doesn't make sense. But in this, it feels appropriate for how how big it is, mm-hmm. um, and I it just adds a level of immersion there for for that, and uh, that's really well crafted. If if they can create a scale set for these these dolls and. Um, and then the outside is also scale. It's just yeah. I was gonna say so even cool. the garden is is such a cool little thing too. Yeah, because uh, in the other world, it's 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 Coraline being like crafted up with all the flowers and mm-hmm. all the little the crazy little plant life to, in the wild that they're they're creating uh, just to kind of lure her deeper in. And then like once it gets uh, to the real world, it's kind of like uh, just very drab. And then. Uh, it, it takes it's, it's still that shape of what Coraline would look like, but it's very like just withered and looks like absolute shit, kind of more yeah. disheveled, like a kind of other mother. I, I assume that's what they were going for. I didn't really uh, check on that or not, but mm-hmm. it, it kind of very disheveled and more of how that <laughs> world looks. Yeah. Um, if it feels at all like we're kind of grasping for things to kind of talk about. It's kind of a movie that you really just kind of have to experience. It's, yeah. it's a, a lot of the things to talk about are the craftsmanship of it all. Yeah. And the story is just really cool. And obviously there's no, the vocal mm-hmm. performances are fine, but they're nothing that you're going to like write home about. I mean, speaking of which, I didn't even know that was Ian McShane when I first watched it. Oh yeah. It I fucking, knew it was Ian. When I saw it, I, I love I, that dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my, one of the managers I worked with at, at the King of Prussia Theater, mm-hmm. her parents were friends with Ian McShane. Jealous. So, like, anytime he showed up in anything, I was like, oh, it's Ian McShane. Oh, it's oh, Ian McShane. Look at that. <laughs> um, but the, uh, the, the thing that kind of made me laugh this time around, uh, I don't know if I noticed it the first time, but, like, mm-hmm. when she starts, when she makes the deal with Other Mother to find the eyes of the ghost kids and... Um, than her parents, it kind of feels like a video game in that yeah. the, the ghost characters are like NPCs where they're just, they, they find an eye and she's like, bless you, miss, yeah. but you have to find two more. It just It felt very video game-like yes. when, when uh, that came. Thank you for this main quest that you just completed. Yes. There's two more that you well, need to grasp. You found all our eyes, <laughs> but there's still your parents to find. You just, just earned XP. <laughs> yeah, it felt very video game-like. Yeah, it um, did. And I, I don't know if there's was made into a video game but it'd probably be a dope at I, least uh, at least a I short was video thinking game. that when i was watching like towards yeah. the end i'm like this would be a great i i don't know either um but this would be a fantastic video game yeah at least um, like a short play i don't yeah. know what 
you call a short video game, but yeah, I mean, just a short video game. <laughs> a short video game. There you go. There you It'd be go. no Red Dead Redemption <laughs> or anything, but um, uh, but yeah, I don't really have too much else to say. It's it's just a apparently it was imp- a video game. Oh, there you go. Um, it's a very well made film, of course. Henry Selleck is underappreciated just for everything he's done for for stop motion animation, um, and even for Tim Burton's career. Is like Nightmare Before Christmas is one of Tim Burton's most popular things mm-hmm. and Henry Selleck actually directed it uh, not to knock <laughs> Tim Burton he was making Batman when they were making um, making Nightmare Before Christmas but yeah it's it's just a shame that he doesn't get the credit he deserves yeah uh, and I, I highly suggest people check this out it's it's one of my favorite stop-motion animation films uh, it's a great you know, if if you have a kid that you want to introduce to the horror genre, this is a good start because mm-hmm. it's not terribly scary, but it's got horror elements to it. Um, yeah, which it's, uh, uh, if you're like me and you don't get around to it until you're almost thirty, uh, congratulations, you failed. Uh, <laughs> definitely watch this. It, like for Mike, for instance, for sure, I it it would be great to watch when you're younger and kind of feel like as a child how this movie goes and then as an adult mm-hmm. when you're a parent finally and see how it goes it's kind of crazy that you've got that dynamic that this movie's old enough to where you can feel that um yeah not to say you were i mean i was really I was, that much of a kid when this came i out, was but, 20 i think when it yeah. came out something like <laughs> but that but you were so. you were younger you got to you were closer to the, your teens than you were uh yeah, technically yeah. being an actual adult i guess i'm still living with my parents at the time so yeah um but just knowing that you, you had that dynamic is is, is really cool. Um, and I'm jealous. I'm a little jealous of I'm trying you. to find out when it was released. 2009. The no, video I mean, game like, came out in January. Okay, it came out in February, so I was 19 when it came out. It was weird so that the game came out right before the movie. Uh, I feel like they did that back then. Yeah. They always they, they released the soundtrack and the 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 video game. I guess there was right like a before. week apart. I think I just I think it was yeah. late January. One thing I didn't realize before is Coraline's accent is like super Wisconsin. There's definitely parts like, where it bleeds through heavy. Yeah, I don't know if because she's not from Wisconsin. I don't think. Uh, no, she's Georgia. from Georgia or, yeah. or born in. Well, she she's been an actress for a while, so I doubt that she would actually have like a Georgian accent as a natural accent. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a. Uh, you know, she definitely has like the Wisconsin thing. They're supposed to be from Michigan. I don't know if people from Michigan have like a, a similar Wisconsin type accent. Yeah. Um, all the all the uh, people from Michigan I know had like a transatlantic accent, which is like the American accent if there is one. Um, so I have no idea, but it, I just noticed it. <laughs> I can't remember anything she said, but it was just very. There was there was one oh, part. Yeah, yeah. There was one part where it bled through really hard. Yeah, I, I can't remember what the exact quote was, but you you felt it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was you felt there. it. You're yeah. like, wow, that's gross. <laughs> Just a little fun thing to to yeah. point out. Um, but yeah, don't have too much else to say. Um, and by that I mean I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, I think again it's all technical we were kind of grasping for a lot of things to talk about, mm-hmm. but I mean it, it's again it's one you kind of experience for yourself and uh, yeah. I, I was actually, this was in the theaters not too long, like a month ago, mm-hmm. roughly, and uh, my cousins came to the theater, and they were, I guess, uh, Movie Tavern had it, too, and they were like, oh, yeah. we're going to Movie Tavern to go check it out. I'm like, 
you know, I've got it here and I can get you in. <laughs> I feel like we keep picking movies that are like being shown in theaters because didn't that happen with Dog, Dog Day Afternoon? Yeah, I think so. And I feel like it happened with another one recently, too. Yeah, just... but I, I mean, maybe that just goes to show, you know, the kind of the sway we have here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the <Yeah>, sway. <laughs> um, but uh, all my little cousins were talking about how great this movie is and they can't wait to see it in theaters, which was really yeah. cool. Um, and just, this movie's great. You should yeah. check it out, possibly. Check it maybe out, not. yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So that does it for our review for the very first week of the 2023 Spooktacular Spooktober. Mm. Fantastic pick, Mike. I'm going to pat myself on the back. Go ahead and do it. That brings us to the judgment. As always, it needs to be unanimous decision whether or not it goes on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Uh, This was my pick, so I get to say first. Um, You know, it's very hard for me to not want to put every stop motion animation (laughs) on the shelf. Uh, Yeah. It takes so much work to make one that I feel like they really make sure the script is tight before even starting to make it, Mm. uh, which makes them usually pretty good. Um, So I I would say, you know, and and this is one of the better ones, too. So I would say this absolutely goes on the the shelf. Ooh, brave. Mm. Brave. That's a brave boy right there. Is it? Uh, yes, it's absolutely 100% going on the shelf. It's yeah. just a fantastic film all, all around. Um, and how dare it even be thought that it wouldn't? How, how dare? dare? How, how dare? dare? Yeah. Yes. So Coraline does go on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden, the first film of the KFR 2023 Spooktacular Spooktober. Yes. We're, we're one for one for now. We're but are we going to be two for two? Well, you know it's my it's pick, gonna, so it is your pick. who Glenn. knows how it could go. Glenn, what are we watching? Yeah. Well, we're going into this dark tunnel, and we'll see how we come out, because I don't know anything about this movie at all. Oh. I, there was no recommendations for it. I just literally came across it. Um, I was kind of looking through all the apps earlier, mm-hmm. um, just kind of searching around the horror sections, the scary sections, the the thriller sections, anything Halloween-esque for the Spooktober for you guys and for us. Um, and I was in the Criterion channel, and we all know Ooh. that that, that could, that's definitely on the higher end of the pluses. Yes. Uh, but who knows what it could actually be. So it was in Criterion channel. It was also on uh, HBO Max, or Max if you're weird and don't... <laughs> Just don't call it that. It's it's HBO. It's like the Max. people who call it Max also call it Twitter X. Yeah. So just stop you're that. you're stupid. You know you're what it stupid. is. Stupid. <laughs> it's also the people who pronounce GIF GIF. Ugh. Ugh. Yucky. Yucky. Um, so this movie is going to be called Sisters. It came out in 1972. It's rated R. Hour and a half, roughly. Ugh. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, a small time reporter tries to convince the police she saw a murder in the apartment across from hers. <laughs> Sisters, they were once one in body, and perhaps one in mind. Danielle and Dominique, one loving, one hating, one innocent, the other... Where does Danielle end and Dominique begin? the devil hath joined together let no man cut asunder 
Yes. Directed by Brian De Palma, written by Brian De Palma and Luisa uh, Ross. Uh, it stars Mob, Mob Mentality. Hold on a second. I was thinking of the Halloween movie for a second. <gasps> Evil dies tonight! <laughs> Uh, Margot Kidder, uh, Jennifer Salt, Charles Durning. Oh man, I've never, I haven't heard a Durning last name in a long time since I well, went to school. He was in Dog Day Afternoon. What are you talking about? That doesn't make sense. Okay. Uh, <laughs> William Finley, uh, Lyle Wilson, Bernard Hughes, Dolph Sweet, Mary Don or Davenport. Oh my. Screen's just scrolling on its own. Uh, witchcraft, witchcraft. Uh, yes, again, this is just a random movie that kind of came across. No recommendations, no TikToks, no bullshit. Just me searching, reporting back mm. to you about a reporter who saw a crime happen across the street. It kind of yeah. sounds like Rear Window. It does a little bit, yeah. Uh, and I would be surprised. Man, they don't even, I don't know. I got to see who wrote Rear Window because they don't. Like, it's like, it is Rear Window, but for some reason, they don't have to credit it as Rear Window. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. It's, it's, it is what it is. I'm still uh, looking forward to this because mm-hmm. it seems pretty good. Uh, yeah, Brian DePaul was a great director. I love so. Margot Kidder. Uh, anything she's in, I'm just a big fan of. Who, what's uh, she in? She's in Superman. Oh, she's, she's in the Indiana Jones. Um, Black Christmas, Amityville Horror. Y- yep. She's, she's yeah. in the stuff, man. She's in the stuff. Yes, yes. And, She's just absolutely gorgeous and talented, and, and it just helps. It's definitely going to help for a horror movie because let's see if she can be be a scream queen with the rest of them roughly yeah. around the same time, too, the 70s. Yes. So, sisters on Criterion Channel or HBO Max, that is our assignment mm-hmm. for next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week, which is week two of the 2023 KFR Spooktacular oh, Spooktober. Oh, oh. Yes. Yes watch something that is rear window but is oddly not talking about rear window or <laughs> crediting rear window so we'll see how close it is to rear i might re-watch rear window before watching this just to get similarities i mean that would be but it's a good season to do that it is a good season to do that mm-hmm. i remember the first time you watched it you were alone in your cabin and got uh, yeah it was fucking scary <laughs> yeah so we'll see you next week goodbye everybody bye-bye